Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too. Like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Are you a lifelong fan of General Hospital? Are you a new fan who wants to know more about the history of the show? Do you enjoy talking about the show with others? Do you find yourself yelling at the TV? Is your self-care an hour a day in Port Charles? If so, we invite you to join hosts Amanda Kimmel and Shannon Coach at the place where all the hidden conversations take place and secrets are revealed. Meet us at Pier 54, a General Hospital fan podcast. Hello. Hi. Welcome to the Port Charles 411 part four of Bobby. What did... What was your guess on how many episodes we're going to wind up doing about her? I don't, I don't know what my guess was. Now I'm at like 4,000. <laughs> so. Because this one does go into 1994 by like a couple days. So it picks up in is it 1993 where we ended last year or last week, last year, almost. Hold on. Yeah, that was 93. Last year was 90 or last week was 92. So yes, we're in 1993. Okay. Still using Curly Q Girl. That's actually the only place I went to for information this week. So on January 7th, so if you listen to our uh, recap earlier in the week, I mentioned that Bobby had a murder friend, a murderer friend, pen pal. She had read a book by a reformed convict, Joseph Atkins, and the book was titled Violence Tamed. Bobby asks Tom, and so Tom is Tom Hardy, if he thinks it might be a good idea to write Joseph Atkins a letter. And and he said yes. Like, I don't believe he would say yes. No, but, it's not a good idea. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I wanted to watch these videos and be like, okay, but was she trying to justify to him? No, but I really don't think it's as bad as everyone thinks. Oh, I don't know. Then later in January, Jenny asks Bobby to be her matron of honor. And then a few days later, she and Lucy got in a food fight after Bobby insulted her. Could not find what she insulted her over. Oh, but then in February, Bobby received several letters back from Joseph Atkins, and he started asking her to help him get paroled. And so Robert's like, Bobby, what are you doing? Why are you corresponding with a cop killer? Thank you. He killed Thank a you, cop. Robert. Right. And then February 19th, Meg tells Bobby that three men have escaped from Attica prison. 
which that's a real prison. Mm -hmm. So they didn't even make it Pentonville. Right. Bobby fears one of them is Joseph Atkins. Bobby gets a call from him at General Hospital, and she is relieved when he tells her that he's calling her from prison. Then Bobby tells Tony about Atkins calling her. Oh, geez. Okay. I enjoy my nerdiness. I would never correspond with a murderer. <laughs> Can I just give you that peace of mind that you don't have to worry about this? I'm glad. I'm glad to know that. And even, I mean, I I don't get the allure, but even if you're like, okay, wait, I have like three questions. I read this book and I just need to ask this, this, and this. And right. you sent him one letter and he replied back. If he gave you answers, great. If he was like, oh, let's be pen pals. And you just never wrote to him again. Okay. That makes sense in my head. Like, a little bit because curiosity does get to you sometimes, but like pen pals, like multiple letters in a month, that's beyond weird. Right. And did she only write him one and then he just took it and was just writing back to her? Like you she obviously me, you know, you obviously know he's not mentally stable. If when you hear that men broke out of prison, you wonder, Hey, is it that guy I was writing to? Right. And the hospital accepted a collect call from right? the prison. Yeah, because prison's absolutely... I have so many more questions about this now. Okay. Uh, do, 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 do. February 26th, 6th, Joseph Adkins book publisher went to see Bobby about the free Joseph Adkins campaign that she had started. Wow. Mm -hmm. She wants Bobby to meet with Joseph, and Tony thinks not a good idea. I can't and imagine why. I know. February 28th through March 4th, Bobby tells Joseph Adkins publisher that she will meet him and Tony doesn't support that. They just don't see eye to eye. <laughs> uh, oh, Bobby's man. trip to see him gets canceled because BJ gets sick. Tony and Bobby argue again when she books a new date to meet with Adkins. Tony's planning a weekend away for the two of them in New York City, but she can't go because it's the day <gasps> of her visit. Oh, my gosh. So then Tony wants to go with her. On March 26th, Bobby meets with Joseph Adkins in prison. They discuss his crime, and he asks her to come back for another visit. No. Bobby tells Tony she would like to go back and talk with Adkins again. No. Tony agrees to read Adkins' book, and Bobby hopes he will gain some understanding of the man. No. On May 12th. So, I mean, this was almost two months later. Bobby gets a call at General Hospital, gets a collect call from Joseph Adkins again. What? They have, like, her direct office line. Like, what? And then... Bobby gives him her home phone number. Oh, my God. Tony's not too happy when they get a phone call from prison. And Joseph Atkins is calling the house a few days later. And then during all of this, Bobby was also involved. Remember when Monica had that malpractice lawsuit going on with yes. David Langston, Langston? Because she had performed surgery on him and then didn't tell anyone, oh, yeah, we used to be lovers. And, mm -hmm. oh, yeah, we have a kid together. No. That wasn't Don's dad. Never mind. But he had the daughter, Nikki. And yes. Nikki was like, you didn't tell anyone that you had a thing with my dad. I found the picture after he died and you probably killed him. So Bobby found out while Monica was treating David that she had been involved. Bobby's right. like, um, you know, you really shouldn't be working on him, right? And Monica's like, it's okay. And so Bobby was being brought in as, you know, like a character or also like part of the lawsuit because she went along with it. Mm -mm. So no. she was stress eating and overeating yep. 
it caused me stress too to be talking to a murderer and be convinced be uh accused of helping cover up a murder of a patient right negligence it wasn't i don't think monica was being convicted of like intentionally killing him just it was a conflict for her to be working on him so bobby knew it and did not report it yes like force it to be shut down then june 11th Bobby gets another call from Atkins informing her that he has a date for his parole hearing and he wants her to be there. She turns him down. Listen, honey, you started a free him campaign. He's not wrong in assuming that you you support him. Bobby tells Tony she's decided to cut ties with Atkins. On July 2nd, Felicia tells Bobby that she got another call. She learns that Atkins did not make parole and threatens her for not helping him at the hearing. Mm. July 7th through 13th, Bobby refuses a collect call from Atkins. Holly, Tiffany, Bobby, and Felicia have some tea and girl talk at the Brownstone, and Atkins threatens Bobby when he re- when she rejects another one of his phone calls. Tony and Bobby plan a romantic dinner, and Tony has to cancel. Bobby and Tony learn that Atkins has escaped from prison, and Bobby tells Tony that Atkins threatened her in their last phone call. On July 20th, Bobby learns in the paper that Cal... And it says one of the kids who robbed Kelly's and I think, and Joseph Atkins are brothers. Atkins broke Cal out of prison too. And the two are on the lamb. Atkins and Cal were on their way to Canada and got caught up in a storm. They turn up on the same Island as Jason, Karen and Jagger. <laughs> Atkins and Cal decide to search the Island at daybreak for shelter and a boat. So Cal and Joseph split up and they search the rest of the Island. The unsuspecting Cal Ruins the kid's SOS sign. Cal finds Karen. He lies and tells her that he is part of a rescue party. And then she tries or he tries to attack her. Jagger comes to Karen's rescue. I feel really bad that this is the week that Jagger came back. And <laughs> right. You're making okay. me so mad. <laughs> I researched all of this before he came back. Okay. <laughs> um, but Cal has a gun and he and Jagger struggle in the struggle. Jagger and Jason. And this is pre brain trauma. Jason. So this right. is Jason Quartermain. And Jason throw Cal off the side of the cliff. August 17th, Karen is worried that Atkins may be coming after them. She, Jason, and Jagger have been receiving threatening notes. Jason thinks that if Atkins wanted them dead, he wouldn't have burned them. And I know that this sounds like it's a lot of, but it does matter later on. Um, August 18th, Bobby and Tiffany remember Lucas on his third birthday. birthday. Tiffany apologizes to Bobby for all the horrible things she said after Cheryl took Lucas Bobby wants to go to a spa to get some rest and lose some of the weight that she's put on. August 26th through 31st, Jason, Jagger, and Karen empty their personal savings and pull their money. Jagger gets a note from Adkins to deliver the money on Friday at 6 p.m. Jason steals some of Edward's coin collection to come up with money to pay off Adkins. Jason covers when he gets caught by Lila with the coins. Jagger comes up with a way to get some quick bucks, and Jason has second thoughts about selling the coins. Karen follows Jason and Jagger to go steal a car. Karen covers for them when the police show up. Jason and Jagger steal a van, but Jagger only gets 500 for it. Karen gets a call from Atkins, wishing them congratulations on stealing the van and selling it. He's been watching everything that they do. (laughs) Then September 8th through 14th, Atkins calls Kelly, Kelly's and demands Jason forge one of his parents' checks. Rhonda finds the threatening note and that Atkins sent to Karen. Sean questions Rhonda. And she shows him the note. Sean confronts Karen and Karen claims that it was just a joke. A drunk AJ goes after Jace Jagger for Jason's problems. And Jason did steal a check from his parents. Alan and Monica confront Jason about the stealing. 
He gets grounded. Atkins calls the kids with a location for the drop money. And Sean and Garcia have followed the kids to meet with Atkins. Cal pulls a gun on the kids and demands the money. So Cal's alive. Joseph just wants to get the money and but and split. But Cal has unsettled business with Karen and takes her hostage. Sean and the PCPD surround the warehouse. Jagger is shot in the commotion. And the PCPD arrest Cal, but Joseph gets away. September 15th through 21st, Alan wants to know why Jason just didn't go to them when they were having trouble. Tony wants to put off telling Bobby that Atkins was in Port Charles and is still on the loose. Joseph Atkins breaks into the brownstone. So this is why all of that actually did matter because it wouldn't have made sense. Need right. like a little, little connector. Um, breaks into the brownstone. Karen visits Jagger at GH. Sean questions Jagger about Cal. Bobby returns early from the spa. Adkins is hiding in the hall closet. Tony wants to make sure that Sean is doing all he can to find Adkins. Meanwhile, Adkins takes Bobby hostage in the brownstone, and she is going to be his ticket out of Port Charles. Adkins calls Sean, demanding a helicopter to a plane, demanding a helicopter, a plane to fly out of the country. His brother Cal waiting at the airport, and a hundred thousand dollars, or Bobby dies. He values her. Yeah. Tony learns Bobby has been taken hostage and Sean and the SWAT team arrive at the Brownstone. News of Bobby's kidnapping hits the hospital. Tony speaks to Bobby on the phone and Tony asks Atkins to take him hostage instead and let Bobby go. Sean is waiting for approval to meet Atkins' demands. Tony sneaks into the Brownstone. Bobby stalls Atkins with, while talking. Uh, Ruby's worried sick about Bobby. Sean realizes Tony's gone. Atkins attacks Tony and knocks him unconscious. Bobby begs Atkins to help to get help for Tony. He gives Sean until dawn to meet his demands. Holly and Felicia learn that Tony has been injured. Atkins refuses Sean's request to get Tony medical attention. And Mac wants to be the pilot to take Atkins in the helicopter. So then Holly awaits news on Bobby with Bill and Scott at Kelly's. Tony regains consciousness. Bobby explains why she wrote to Atkins in the first place. Sean agrees to let Mac pilot the chopper. Atkins and Bobby make their way to the helicopter and tony rescues bobby but sean is shot by atkins oh no i know bj just wants to go home atkins and mac struggle with the gun inside the helicopter and mac gets the upper hand with him and lands the chopper atkins is arrested tony and sean are taken to general hospital scott and dominique agree to watch kelly's for ruby so she can go to gh and bobby thanks mac and he then returns home to relieve robin and felicia I want a breakdown of all the people who have been in some kind of a managerial position, even if only temporarily for a night of Kelly's. Alrighty. So October 2nd, Bobby and Tony have dinner with Sean and Tiffany at the Outback. Bill asks Tony. Oh, Bill asks Tony thinks he and Bobby should consider adopting another baby. Tiffany gets a call that her sister Cheryl has been in a bad car accident. October 5th through 9th, a frantic Tiffany and Sean try to get an earlier flight to Phoenix to see Cheryl. Tiffany tells her parents that Cheryl has been injured. Tony warns Sean that he has been in touch with the hospital in Phoenix and it doesn't look good. Cheryl has massive head injuries. Sean and Tiffany leave for Phoenix. Sean and Tiffany find out that Cheryl has massive swelling of the brain. The doctor tells them to be prepared for the worst and all that they can do is wait at Cheryl's bedside tiffany shares her memories with sean tiffany regrets not being closer to cheryl over the past year and sean and tiffany see lucas tiffany breaks down at cheryl's bedside recounting all the mistakes she made 
Bobby gets word from Tiffany that there has been no change in Cheryl's condition. Bobby worries about Lucas losing his mom. Tiffany's parents arrive at the hospital. Sean doesn't want to leave to go to Albany for work, but Tiffany insists that he does. And then October 12th through the 16th, Tiffany dreams that Cheryl wakes up. Bobby calls Tiffany at the hospital. Cheryl's condition remains unchanged and she passes away. Tiffany says goodbye to Cheryl and vows to take care of Lucas. October 19th through the 23rd, Tiffany and her parents arrive back at Cheryl's apartment. Tiffany tells Bobby that Cheryl has died. Tiffany explains to Lucas that Cheryl is gone. Tiffany makes funeral plans to keep herself busy. Sean wants her to face the fact that Cheryl is gone. And Tiffany tells Sean that she has no intention of ever leaving Lucas. Bobby tells Holly the whole Lucas story. Bobby and Tony learn that Lucas has come back to Port Charles with Sean and Tiffany to stay, and they get reacquainted. November 2nd through the 6th, Tiffany asks Scott to be the attorney for Cheryl's will reading. Bobby spends some time with Lucas. Sean returns home to Tiffany crying. A song on the radio has triggered a memory of Cheryl. When Lucas gets a high fever, Tiffany calls Bobby to help. Bobby and Tony come over to Tiffany's penthouse to help. Tiffany is shocked when Scott tells her that Bobby and Tony are in Cheryl's will. In Cheryl's will, she leaves Lucas to Bobby and Tony. Dun, dun, dun. November 9th through the 13th, Tiffany flips out with the news that Bobby and Tony will get Lucas. Tiffany does not understand why Cheryl would leave Lucas to Bobby. Tiffany doesn't think that Bobby will take Lucas away from her. Tony wants to make sure Bobby is up for a fight as Tiffany is not going to give up Lucas willingly. Tiffany tells Sean is Tiffany tells Sean is hurt when Cheryl said in her will that she was not mother material. Tiffany tells Sean she wants to talk to a lawyer about keeping Lucas. Tony checks with Scott about Cheryl's will being valid. Bobby and Tiffany don't see eye to eye on whom should raise Lucas. Neither of them is going to give an inch. Tiffany has a flashback of a conversation she had with Cheryl about having kids. Bobby meets with Scott about Tiffany contesting the will. Bobby tells Sean that she is scared that Tiffany will not give up Lucas, and Tiffany sees them together and accuses Sean and Bobby of ganging up on her. Tiffany is already making plans as she doesn't believe a judge in the world would take Lucas away from her, and Bobby realizes Tiffany has no intention of handing over Lucas. So we had talked about this before, about the huge fight between Tiffany and Bobby, and this is what it's all over. Yeah. Um. November 16th through 20th, Bobby wants Tiffany to drop off Lucas as soon as possible, and then Tif- Tiffany stalls until Sean steps in. November 23rd through 30th, Bobby worries that Tiffany handing over Lucas to her may mean the end of their friendship. Tiffany apologizes for not handing over Lucas to Bobby yet, but she needs more time. Bobby agrees, agrees to give Tiffany more time with Lucas. And then Tiffany has second thoughts about joining the Joneses for Thanksgiving dinner, but they do go. And then December 1st through 7th, Bobby wants Tiffany to bring Lucas over today. Bobby and Tony see Lucy at Kelly's. Bobby and Lucy snipe at each other. Tiffany avoids Bobby. Sean questions why Tiffany has not turned over Lucas yet. Tiffany assures Sean she is calling Bobby today. Tiffany returns home to find Bobby waiting for her with Lucas. Tiffany makes excuses as to why she has not dropped Lucas off. They agree to Lucas being dropped off at the Brownstone tomorrow morning, and Tiffany makes a call to Jessica and gets a lawyer, John Harmon. Bobby and Tony are still waiting on Lucas. Tiffany avoids Bobby's call. Bobby contacts Sean about Tiffany being a no-show. Sean returns home to find Bobby and Tony there, but no Tiffany or Lucas. 
Tiffany refuses to hand over Lucas to Bobby and Tony. She insists she is not giving up Lucas ever. Bobby wants Sean to enforce the law where Lucas is concerned. Tiffany tells Sean that she has already contacted a lawyer to fight for custody of Lucas. Sean is angry with Tiffany for lying. Bobby and Tony consult with Scott about the custody issue. Is Scott family law? (laughs) I honestly don't know. Okay. I just... I I think he is, because I feel like that is what he tends to do most of. Okay. No offense to Scott, but, like, it sounds like they have some hoity-toity lawyer. I don't know that I'd still be going to Scott, but okay. Yeah, but it's the personal thing, you know? I guess, maybe. And then December 8th through the 14th, Tiffany tells Sean she is not backing down. Tiffany's new lawyer, John Harmon, tells her that they will go before the court next week. December 15th through the 21st, Tiffany tells Sean that no matter what the outcome of today's custody hearing, she is not giving up Lucas. At Lucas's custody hearing, the judge decides that both sides should prepare for a trial after the holidays. Lucas will stay with Sean and Tiffany until a permanent decision is made. Tiffany wants to celebrate her victory in court. She takes Lucas to see Santa and runs into Bobby and Tony. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. December 22nd through 28th, Tiffany decides that she and Lucas will not be going to the GH Christmas party. Sean knows that Tiffany is trying to keep Lucas away from Bobby and Tony. I don't know what the rest of that sentence meant. Um, oh no, we're good. Where were you? Sorry, I was looking at something real quick. Oh, that's okay. Sean knows that Tiffany is trying to keep Lucas away from Bobby and Tony, and then it says, "Period, a bell as a Christmas gift." Oh, just ignore that. Like, I just probably copied something that shouldn't have been. Yeah, copied. That's I just didn't know if it was like Bobby had given it, tried to give it to him, or like what happened. So maybe, I, but I, I don't know. But anyway, Edward tells Tracy he knows she is hurting, and she cries on his shoulder. Bobby invites Tiffany and Lucas back to the brownstone, but Tiffany declines. Sean insists they stop by. Bobby gives Lucas his Christmas present, and Bobby and Tiffany manage to get along. December 29th through January 5th, Tiffany wants to re-engage on going to... No! Why am I adding letters? Tiffany wants to renege on going to Bobby's for their court-ordered supervised visit with Lucas. Sean makes her go, and they bring Lucas over. A social worker surprises Sean and Tiffany for a home visit. A social worker visits Tony and Bobby at the Brownstone and interviews them. So now in 1993, January 6th through 12th, Bobby sees Lucas at the park and takes him to General Hospital when he complains about his stomach hurting. Hurting. Bobby arrives with Lucas and Tiffany learns that Bobby has taken him to General Hospital. And when she gets there, she finds that he is unconscious. Tiffany and Bobby are worried that Simone will not be able to stabilize Lucas's blood sugar levels. 
Simone tells Bobby and Tiffany that Lucas will be fine. Bobby and Tiffany argue when Bobby insinuates that she and Tony are better, better capable to take care of Lucas. Tiffany refuses to let Tony see Lucas at General Hospital. Sean tells Bobby and Tony that he will talk with Tiffany. January 13th through 19th, Sean is upset with Tiffany over her manipulation of Lucas. Bobby and Tiffany come to blows again. Sean is angry with Tiffany for arguing with Bobby after what happened with Felicia. And Tiffany calls social services. January 21st through 27th, a social worker meets with Bobby about her not being truthful about her past. Bobby learns that a phone call was placed and is sure that it was Tiffany that tipped off the social worker. At the courthouse, Bobby confronts Tiffany and Sean breaks up the fight. Bobby tells Scott that Tiffany set the ground rules and she can play dirty too. Sean learns that Tiffany called social services and tipped them off to Bobby's past. She needs to see Scott immediately about the custody case. Bobby tells Scott that she wants to dig into Tiffany's past. Scott tells her he wants no part of her plan. Bobby wants Mac to recommend a good PI. Marco overhears them talking and he offers his services, but she turns him down. He was a businessman slash con artist slash pimp slash private investigator. A man of many talents. He had a very diversified portfolio. (laughs) And then Tony was not happy with Bobby looking into hiring a PI. Marco gets the scoop on Bobby from Amy. Amy. And he convinces Bobby to hire him. January 28th through February 3rd, Marco looks into Tiffany's past and fishing around and fishes around Lucy for information as well. Marco asks Tracy for the dirt on Tiffany. And then he goes to Bobby for more cash as he needs to go to LA to check on Tiffany's past. Sean tells Tiffany that she may lose more than she bargained for if she continues to tear down Bobby in a custody case. Tiffany Smith sings over with Sean and they make plans for a romantic dinner. Sean and Tony are relieved when Tiffany and Bobby are civil to each other when they meet at the Outback. Marco and Reginald, and so I don't think that's the butler Reginald, but Marco and Reginald meet with one of Tiffany's old film producers. Tiffany makes another phone call to a social service to social services to portray Bobby in a bad light. Marco digs up some more dirt on Tiffany. Do you know what he dug up? No. Okay, we're getting there. February fourth through tenth. Tiffany lies to Sean and then has to cover her tracks. Marco is back from LA and wants to meet with Bobby. Tiffany lets Bobby and Tony have Lucas for the night. Marco tells Tracy that he has nothing on Paul and Jenny. So I guess he was also working for her. Marco wants to tell Bobby what he dug up on Tiffany, but she is no longer interested. Then Tiffany meets with her attorney to discuss her strategy. Sean and Tiffany drop Lucas off with Bobby and Tony. Bobby and Tony take him to Kelly's for dinner. And Marco starts to blackmail Tiffany. Bobby comes clean with Tony about what she almost tried to do with Tiffany. Marco wants $50,000 from Tiffany for his silence on her past adult film career. Ah, okay. Yep, that rings a bell. Tiffany pays off Marco and it covers and covers with Sean. Sean learns that Tiffany is still looking to smear Bobby. Sean confronts Tiffany and then he walks out on her and moves out. Yes, she was like baby obsessed. Then February 11th through 17th, Tiffany is desperate to talk with Sean, who is avoiding her messages. Sean tells Mac about his issues with Tiffany. Bobby tells Tiffany that no matter what happens in the custody trial, she is happy they will not be enemies. So Bobby thinks they're like on good grounds now. Right. After learning that Tiffany lied to Bobby, Sean goes home to confront her. He asks Tiffany again to stop her tactics on trying to get custody of Lucas. Bobby and Tony tell Tiffany that they will accept the ruling of the custody case and Bobby and Tony were nervous at the custody hearing. Opening arguments were given at the custody hearing. 
Tom and Edward testified. Tiffany then takes the stand. Tiffany thanks Sean for coming to court, but he is only there to make sure she does the right thing by Bobby. Then Sean wants Tiffany to tell her lawyer to back off and make sure Bobby gets a fair shake. Scott presents his case and Simone testifies. Bobby testifies at the trial. Tiffany's lawyer brings up Bobby's past. Tiffany pleads innocent with Sean, but he walks out of the courtroom. Tony then takes the stand, but when it comes time to call Sean, he's AWOL, and the court wants Sean there in the morning. So I did find this video. So then February 18th through 24th, Sean tells Tiffany he, if he does testify, he will be truthful and he may ruin her case. Tiffany asks the court that Sean's name be removed as petitioner. She tells the court that she and Sean have separated temporarily. So Sean didn't show up. He didn't show up the next morning. And the judge is like, I thought I made it very clear that he needs to be here today. And Mm -hmm. Tiffany's like, yes, we want to take him off as being a petitioner. And she's like, why? And she's like, well, you know, we separated. She's like, well, what does that mean? She's like, well, I don't know. You know, it's like every other marriage, you know, you go through a rough patch, you know, whatever. And the judge is kind of like, yeah, but you're saying you, you also may not get back with your husband. Right. You know, and she's like, you're not really telling me that you're even trying to work this out. You know, it's, you're giving me a whole lot of, I don't know. So then Bobby is recalled to the stand and um, it's mentioned about how, I guess Bobby had been arrested when she was trying to save that girl. Right. From being, cause she even said, she said, uh, somebody tipped me off to, there was a, it was being presented as, um, a place for runaway girls to go to, to be cared for. And it was actually a prostitution ring. And right. so Bobby went undercover as a prostitute to rescue this girl. And she wound, wound up getting arrested. And I guess that's what she withheld from the whole thing. And Scott even said, well, how did you even know about that? And she's like, because of my own history from when I was younger. And so then the judge goes, contemplates things, comes back with her decision about Lucas Sean tells Holly that he wants Lucas as much as Tiffany, but he could not testify that they could provide the best home for Lucas. Bobby and Tony are granted custody of Lucas. And it was so hard to watch Tiffany because the judge is like, I've reviewed everything. You guys made good cases. And I think that I've come, I think that I have made the decision, um, you know, the best decision for the child. And Tiffany has like this big smile on her face and then loses it when, um, Bobby and Tony are granted custody and Tiffany accuses Bobby of destroying her family. It's crazy. Um, February 25th through March 3rd, Tiffany explains to Lucas why he's going to live with Bobby. Tiffany is upset when Sean shows up at the penthouse and wants to help her get through today. Tiffany hands over Lucas to Bobby and Tony and Bobby has a little party for Lucas's homecoming. March 9th, Sean visits Lucas at the Brownstone thing brownstone things get awkward when tiffany shows up too march 11th through the 17th bobby tells tony that she invited tiffany over to see lucas tiffany visits lucas at the brownstone tiffany tells bobby and tony that she hates being beholden to them bobby shot down tiffany's idea about lucas going for visits at their house march 18th through the 24th gail tries to convince tiffany that bobby is her friend and is not out to get her Sean and Tiffany go another round on him not supporting her. March 25th through the 31st, Sean tells Tiffany he wants them to get back together. They decide to go see Lucas together. Tiffany gets into it with Bobby and Tony again. Bobby agrees to let Sean and Tiffany take Lucas to the zoo. 
Bobby admits to Sean that she searched Ryan's office and found a phone book with initials in it. Bobby wants to go back and get a better look at it. Okay. Oh, geez. April 1st through 7th notes. You're going to make me feel 100 years old. I know, but this was a really cute. I liked it. So this is in it. Okay. You want me oh to read it? God. Sure. You do it. I'm not, okay. I'm not that old. So April 1st, 1993, if we do the math, would have no. only been the 30th anniversary of General Hospital. Shut up. So John Bernardino announces the beginning of the celebration flashback episode for GH's 30th anniversary. The opening of the April 1st, 1963's episode transitions into the debut of the new Faces opening. That's the one that we love. And it debuts on April 1st, 1993. Yep. I love that. I'm not going to admit that that was their 30th anniversary. So, okay. Anyway, April 6th, (laughs) Tiffany visits Lucas. Bobby accuses Tiffany of drinking before her visit. Tiffany accuses Bobby of trying to poison Lucas against her. Sean finds Tiffany drinking at the Outback. Sean wants to drive her home as he thinks she's had one too many. Sean and Tiffany end up in bed together. But when the subject of Bobby comes up, the evening is ruined. Mm-hmm. April, April 8th through the 22nd, Bobby and Tony were helping Sean with capturing Ryan Chamberlain and faking Felicia's death. April 23rd, Bobby finds out that Tiffany has been prescribed tranquilizers. Holy cow. Um, May 5th, Bobby and Tony find Scott and Dominique at the park. May That's 18th, when Dominique passed away. So, like, all this stuff was happening and they were kind of, right. you know, supporting characters. So, like, obviously, Bobby, Bobby went back to Ryan's office like a million times. But that's pretty much all that was written was Bobby went to the office, looked for this, looked for this. I'm like, okay, but that's all Ryan's story. And we did a four part on him. So, yeah, right. Exactly. So then May 18th, Bobby learns Tiffany is pregnant and she tells Felicia. May 31st, Monica and Bobby operate on Audrey. July 5th. I don't know why. It's fine. Tiffany returns home to find Lucas with Bobby waiting for her. Bobby senses that something is wrong with Tiffany, but Tiffany insists she is just tired and emotional from her pregnancy. After Bobby leaves, Tiffany breaks down. This was when Sean had cheated with Jessica. Darn Mm -hmm. Sean. July 7th through the 20th, Sean tells Felicia and Mac that Dr. Meadows thinks Tiffany may lose the baby. He fears that if Tiffany does lose the baby, they will never get back together. Tiffany thinks that Bobby knew that Sean was sleeping with Jessica and didn't tell her. Bobby comforts an emotional Bobby. Nope. Bobby comforts Tiffany. Bobby hopes that Tiffany will not go through what she went through with her miscarriage. And then Bobby comes to visit Tiffany. She and Holly end up talking about their miscarriages and how much they can relate to Tiffany. Tiffany does not want Sean's help. Bobby gives Tiffany a book of poems. Holly finds Tiffany unconscious with an empty bottle of pills next to her. Bobby and Tony help her. Bobby tells Tony that if they force Tiffany into the hospital, she will never trust them again. And Sean learns that Tiffany tried to commit suicide. Bobby and Tony tell Sean that Tiffany needs counseling. August 9th, Bobby tells Sean that she will be having a birthday party for Lucas. And would it be okay if she asked Tiffany to help plan it? August 18th through 24th, Lucas's birthday party at the Brownstone backyard gets underway. This kid not only gets a birthday party, but he has extra people helping plan it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Scott brings Catherine to Lucas's party. Tiffany is thrown for a loop when Lucas calls Bobby mommy. 
Tiffany is livid when Jessica shows up at Lucas's party. Bobby kicks Jessica out. Yeah, don't be coming around here, Jessica. A few days later, Sean tells Bobby that Jessica is pregnant and he needs her help to make sure she's not lying. Bobby confirms the pregnancy. Tiffany tells Bobby she can sense something's off with Sean. Over the next few months, Bobby is a supporting character in the continuing story of Tiffany, Sean, and Jessica. She also helps Monica fake the appearance of having an affair to make Alan jealous. Still things were going on with Ryan, and she and Lucy bicker a few times at the hospital, but they don't tell you exactly why. And then October 25th, Bobby thinks that her and Tony's lives have become mundane, mundane, so she wants to put some spice in their marriage. And then November 4th, Ruby tells Bobby about Lucky being in Port Charles. Luke and Laura come to town soon after, and they move into the brownstone for a little while. Oh my gosh, that was a lifetime ago. And then yep. I'll start because you're getting into January. What's well, the cliffhanger? January 1994, oh. Lucy decides Bobby is the woman that Damien should seduce, and he gets to work. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, and you wanted another reason why... Uh, Bobby and Lucy weren't friends, right? So, so yeah, I mean, that was short and sweet and to the point. We covered a lot of ground. I think we got a year and a half in this one. We got her murder friend and how they got custody of Lucas. Her murder friend. Murder friend. (laughs) But I think next, the next one is the hard one. Okay. I think. Yeah, it is. Okay. Okay. So, yeah, join us on Monday as what? I was going to say, for now, let's just focus on the somewhat good stuff. She got Lucas. That's what mattered. Yes. But join us on Monday as we recap this week's shows. Have a good weekend. And we'll meet you at the pier. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed today's show, we invite you to go to pier54podcast.com to subscribe on your favorite platform. Don't forget to leave us a review. And you can also follow us on many social media channels. Just search for Pier 54 Podcast. Also, we are not perfect, so if there is something that we missed or messed up, just let us know by emailing us at peer54podcast at gmail.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 